This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, it's a welcome, as always, to the Kerry Dixon show and, of course, the uh, the Chelsea legend that is Kerry Dixon and, of course, this little show that uh, me and Kerry do every week. I'm Stanford Chidge, for uh, those of you who don't know, which I would be amazed at, but uh, this little show that we do is in association with uh, ChelseaFan12.com, which is the home of the 12th man, the fan, and uh, they're great sites. Lots of memorabilia on there that you can buy. Lots and lots of news and uh, and videos as well, uh, mainly featuring uh, uh, Chopper Harris and Gary Chivers when they do a little report after each home match in the Butcher's Hook Pub opposite the ground, and that goes up, as I said, after after every home match. And uh, I think I'm, I've been talking to their people, and I'm going to start putting that on our website too so that uh, we can tweet that out and, and you can get a look. Uh, and don't forget, you can follow Chelsea Fan 12 on Twitter at Fan12Chelsea. And the other thing I should say is that uh, we are going to be running a competition with Chelsea Fan 12 uh, with a, a prize of some of that memorabilia. Or, or maybe it's an evening out with you, Kerry. That would be a good prize. Well, that depends who wins it, mate. Uh, <laughs> which type of evening. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> we'll keep that under wraps for now. We were well. I, having had an evening out with you, Kerry, I can I can say that it's it's well worth it. But I have a suspicion that the prize is more likely to be some signed memorabilia. So, you know, you can rest easy, Kerry. Um, I should ask you how you are first of all. How are you, mate? You well? Well, I'm in better spirits in terms of uh, Chelsea than uh, I was in the previous couple of weeks. Yeah, quite right. Um, it was just what the doctor ordered the last yeah. home game, and uh, <clears throat> bring on another one. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Bring on another one tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow before um, the little group of games, which uh, will excite every fan possibly in Europe, and uh, well, certainly in England. And uh, Chelsea fans uh, will be fully aware of what's coming up. And well, we certainly need to be on the top of our game. There's no room for error or no margin for error in any of them four. That's for sure. 
Well, that, that's absolutely right. I, I, first point, it, you're right. Doesn't it make a nice difference when we, we've had a good win and we're all a bit happier? And, and you're right, actually. I mean, even even in the you know the depths of the depression of getting beaten by Watford and Bournemouth, I, I, I've had that ticket for the Barcelona match next week you know, stuck on my pinboard. I've been looking forward to it so much because these are the games that, that, that really are what it's all about. And you're right, it's not just Barca. We've got Man United squeezed in between the two Barca matches. We've got City coming up. You know, what, what's not to like about that? And we will talk about the Barcelona game uh, in a minute, actually. But uh, before all that, let's have a quick recap on uh, the 3-0 win against West Brom. The first, the first thing that, that, that springs to my mind, mate, as I said, it was just brilliant to be back to winning ways. But... I think that the main point really is, you know, has li- has this lifted the pressure on Antonio Conte? Because he's been under the cosh a bit, hasn't he, for the last few weeks? Well, of course it has. But, I mean, you know, that, that pressure can come back, come and go with results. It can, it can come back. I mean, God forbid a defeat at Hull or anything crazy um, in that particular game. Um, and pressure will be massive. But the Barcelona won and... Of course, and then you know Manchester United. Every every game brings a different pressure. You know, a bad result at home to Barca means effectively he could be out of the competition. But pressure will be huge then, and until the second leg defeat against Manchester United, everyone will be saying, "Oh, we might not finish in the top four." And of course, defeat to City. This is how far we are off to the off of the, the title winners. That's what everyone will be saying. So you know what's coming, and and you know every game's a different pressure. Um, my own idea of winning all of them games and he could be the enlightened one again, you know, um, or whatever one he wants to be. Um, it, it, it's, you know, the oldest cliches, it's a results business and, and he, he'll be aware of that one game at a time and all, all of that. And one game at a time is Hull. Uh, need to win that one. Uh, pressure's off. Pressure's off until tomorrow night. Yeah, And then uh, pressure hopefully will be off for another month. Uh, and, and I'm afraid that that is the world we live in, isn't it? And it, it sounds daft, doesn't it? You know that 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 you know, in a sense, he's judged on you know game by game. But that is the modern, the modern way. But I I, I have a suspicion that that's given him a bit of a bit of breathing space. I, I, one thing that really intrigued me is that you know throughout all of this, uh, certainly you know both at the away matches and at home, he, he's got the resounding support of the supporters who chant his name throughout. So there's no issue there. And I think it was really nice of him to acknowledge that and, and kind of reciprocate that in the post-match presser. So it's I, I always think it's nice to see a bond between the manager and the supporters. I think that's important, as much as it is to have a bond between the players and the supporters, in fact. Yes, yes that's for sure. Um, and listen, I've, I've said all along throughout these things that um, it's about the whole club. It's about, and I include the supporters in the, in, in the club. Everyone connected with the football club is, is part of it, you know, you, you talk about the 12th man and, and so on. The supporters are very much part of that. They are the 12th man. And, um, you know, relationships become strained at times and, uh, you know, they have fallouts. And, you know, but it doesn't mean to say they need to get divorced. Uh, you know, supporters, managers, managers, boards, things can be patched up and made good again, a string of results and some couple of decent signings. And all of a sudden, we could win something major this year. And, and you know, a trophy-laden season next year with content at the helm. You, you can't predict what's what, but, you know, the world is not, you know, everything on an upward curve and everything on a, on a high plateau. It's ups and downs in every walk of life. And, you know, he's having a difficult period, or he had a difficult period, and he still might be more difficult. Occasionally, they end in divorce, and sometimes, you know, they, you patch up and, and, and remarry, if you like. It's the, that is the world we live in. 
Well, I do, I do hope so because you know I think number one, when the the players and the manager and the team are going through a bit of a bad spell, I think they they need our support more than they do when we're winning in a sense. And 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 I also think that it, it would be good to have a bit of unity between the players, the manager, the board, and the supporters because we're stronger if we do. Anyway, there we go. My political party broadcast is over. Uh, get back to the football. <laughs> get back to the football. And we've we got to start with Hazard, really, because a couple of cracking goals, weren't they, mate? He, he really is some player. What on earth do we have to do to keep him? Well, if we've got a chance of winning things, and this is something I have said, for or not, um, Eden Hazard's going to be the key to it all. If he plays, we play. It's as simple yeah. as that. It's, but listen, I thought Lionel Messi plays Barca a different side if. Yeah. Uh, if uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, as we saw last night, turns yeah. it on, you know, they beat the team that's favourites for the Champions League or some people's favourites. You know, um, if he plays, if, if the best players in the world are on their day, they're virtually unplayable. And, mm. you know, um, we've got one that's close to that. If not, you know, well, he's certainly in, for me, he's in the top five. And, you know, he, he's capable of it. And he's our, our, our gem, if you like. And, uh, if he plays, we've got we've got a chance. The others all obviously have to join in. It's a team game and so on. But but he's our world class player. And um, yeah, I mean, if he if he plays, he's cracking goals, sets up goals, creates chances, brings fouls, draws fouls out of people, takes defenders out of position by his ability to beat them. Yeah, he's got the lot. Um, Eden Hazard, and uh, he's ours. And let's hope we keep him. And uh, yeah, some great goals. I have to say, on the back of it. It's not that I told you so, but I, I certainly hope so. I saw, so I, I saw some encouraging signs from Giroud. Um, but, you know, uh, the link-up play, and, you know, um, he's a, he scored 100 goals on for Arsenal, but I think our supporters, I, I really do, are ready, if, if he puts in, to coin a phrase of yours, if he puts in a shift and on a regular basis here and he gets the opportunity, I, I think the supporters could take to him. I, I quite like what I see from Giroud, and I think he's got a chance here. And uh, it, it was uh, very promising the other night. Yeah. You know what? I, I think they already have, actually. And I, I, I think, you know, to be really honest with you, uh, you know, we, we Chelsea supporters for for quite a long time now have always suspected that, you know, the, the Arsenal players are, are a bit weak and vulnerable and they're, they're not up for the fight. And, and I think if... If Giroud wanted to get supporters, Chelsea supporters on his side early, I think it was his willingness to be up for the fight. You know, he took one for the team with a kick in the head. Um, but I think more to the point, and I think this this goes to what you were saying, I think he could prove to be a very shrewd signing because he can clearly hold the ball up. He's OK with the physicality in the Premier League in a way that Morata has perhaps not been. Um, but the way he linked with Hazard so quickly and, and that, that layoff for the first goal was absolutely superb. So I think... I think you're right. He could prove to be a good signing. The other thing that that, that um, occurred to me, Kerry, was that you know it, it, it's it, it can only be good for Alvaro, Alvaro Morata because he's now got genuine competition. There's competition to see who can be the top striker at Chelsea, I think. And I think it was interesting, given all of the talk about him being injured and, and he might not be back for a while, he ends up on the bench and coming on. So maybe he's feeling the heat a bit, which will probably be good for him, won't it? Exactly what I was going to say. You know, I'm not saying disappointed. What I've seen so far has has not been enough. And you know, um, if, if, if this is the G up, there's the signing of a player that's going to give him genuine um, competition for for his place. Uh, then so be it. He's intriguing. He might be out for a while. You know, some people say he's genuinely injured. Look, I mean, I'm sure. But I'm 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 donning if you like my hacks. 
tap if you like and you know um, bit of a mischief making by saying that but I, I, I've been a player and I know what they're like if you think someone's going to get in and score a hat-trick and give them the opportunity um, you play with injuries and you play well with injuries and you get through it and you know it might be bloody sore but you're not giving up the place for nothing if you see a player on there who's got absolutely no chance and you, you're slightly injured you're not going to play so go on do what you need to do I'm, I'm, I'm backing when I'm ready and, and that be the case um you know, this isn't the case we should lose. As, as an international with a World Cup coming up, looking to play for his country in the World Cup, determined to play regular football, wanting to play and given the opportunity. And he's got serious talent and he can score goals. So you better, mm. you know, you need to be lively. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Just kind of a bit of a left field question. And and, and I know I know that this is not what Conte likes to do, certainly from the start. To, you know, he likes to play with one striker. But do you think that Giroud and Morata can play together? I've always thought two big ones can play together. Mm. What's wrong with that? <clears throat> Whatever was wrong with Shearer and Sheridan. Yeah, you know? quite. Uh, you know, to goodness me, you know, of course, if you're good enough, you play together. You know, the people always just think, used to think with me and David Speed, it should be. I mean, Colin Lee was playing there at the start of the season. He, you know, it, it was doing okay, but uh, they, they swapped him to speed. Oh, John Neal, managerial decision, and it, and it did work, and it was the best thing that ever happened in terms of football partnerships to me. But, you know, big man, little man was the Toshak Keegan thing. But nothing wrong with big man, big man if they both do different things and they're different styles of players, even if they're both the same type of player. What does it really matter? You know, because they both give a double threat in certain areas. And yeah. uh, if you play to their strengths and do it right, well, why not? Uh, neither of these players are overly quick, so the ball in behind wouldn't be so good. But the centre-halves would know they're in for a game with two big strikers. And yeah, I do believe... Uh, given the opportunity they could but obviously we haven't seen it yet and they might not be suited and uh, results might not go the way and it might not suit the team so there is uh, there is doubts but uh, I, I could always think uh, because of the Shearer Sheridan issue yeah of course two big guys can play together mm, OK well it'll be interesting to see if that happens at all uh, but let's move on to tomorrow I believe in Friday night football I'm not sure if I'm a fan of that but there you go um, we've got Hull in the cup uh, and uh you know, it has to be a winnable game, obviously. But I think, I think the the intriguing thing about it really is, you know, he's bound to have, or Conte is bound to have one eye on Barcelona on Tuesday. So, I think inevitably that means that there are going to be changes. From what I understand, I think it's it's pretty much confirmed. I think that Ampadu and Emerson are likely to start. Uh, so it could be quite an interesting team he puts out on Friday, Kerry. Well, nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, there's a few others. I think Brinkmore will play. I think yep. that uh, there'll be a few others as well. The, the obvious one is, is the one up front. If he's got one eye on Barcelona, which striker starts? Yeah. Um, that's, you know, if indeed that be the case, if he saved one, Morata will, um, will need game time. Uh, will Giroud start? Uh, I don't know, you know. Um, interesting to see on that one. I, I, I've got a serious hope, but I am being honest here. But I hope that... Uh, he doesn't put Giroud and leave him on the bench for periods of time now after after the signing and um, see what I see. I really don't. Um, I've seen what I've seen from Morata and I, I, look, I'm convinced for me that I think Giroud could improve past him. I'm not sure unless Morata gets a serious bit of improvement, he's going to be the answer. He will be our main striker because of his youth and because of what he is, but I'm not seeing 30 goals. You, you, you know, I'm not seeing the impact of Salah. I'm not seeing the impact of you know, other other players, twenty, thirty goals. I'm not seeing it from him, and uh, I've said it right from the start. Of, of the yeah. first game was the, was the biggest plus, 
and uh, I'm not seeing what I want to see at the moment. So, I, I whatever he does for Holland, if he's got his eye on Barcelona, I hope Conte gets management right. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Mm. I, I agree with you entirely on that. It's going to be really intriguing to see who he starts up front. Uh, and, and I think you're right. I think Barcelona has has a, a lot to say in that. And I, I, the interesting thing, of course, is you know how fit is Morata? We don't quite know how fit he is, although he did come on. And we know that, that Giroud is kind of building up to match fitness, having been out for a while. So there's there's that hanging over both of them as well and i mean you know frankly Kerry, I, I would want my best striker starting against barcelona on tuesday and i'm inclined to agree with you i think i think that uh, you know Giroud, if he's fit enough is arguably uh you know our best striker right now i mean it's not to say that morata isn't the best striker longer term but i think right now that that's who i would put money on to to score rather than morata but of course, the problem you have, Dave, is, is, is that you just hit the, the nail on the head. Morata needs game time, so if he plays at Hull, he's got to play against Barca as well, because he has been out for a period of time, and you know, he, he won't be 100% right. Giroud needs game time if he plays against Hull. If, you know, he, he might play against Barca. Certainly, if Giroud is to play and score a couple against Hull, and Morata starts after what after thirty minutes against Barca. People say is that good management or isn't it? After mm-hmm. against a guy who scored two goals, and it could go the other way. Morata plays and scores a couple, and he'd say in the first half, and then he takes him off with Barca in mind, and, and Giroud comes on and, and doesn't score, and Morata goes in, and, and so be it. It's all sorted out. But it, it's an intriguing one, uh, whichever way it works. And I'm not totally anti-Morata. Let's be honest here. I'm not totally anti. I just want to. 
really spark him to life and lead the team like a hazard. And I want to be able to be on this show and say, look, we've got a world-class player in hazard if he plays. We've got a, a Diego Costa-esque type of player in Alvaro Morata that was capable of scoring a goal and winning this a game if, if the other fellow's not playing. But I haven't seen that. And uh, this is what I re- really would love to be saying. And if, if the G up is Olivier Giroud, then so be it. Uh, the rest of the team will pick itself. Injuries permitting, of course. Uh, and it will be the likes of the players that you've just mentioned. And nothing wrong with that at all against Hull, who should be beatable by whatever team Antonio Conte puts out. And I'm not talking about a Norwich debacle whereby you, you take two games for penalties, you know? So yeah. I'm talking yeah. about whichever team he puts out capable of beating them three or four on the night. Well, I, I agree with that. I, I may, maybe what he does is he gives Morata a half and Giroud a half, and that'll sort it out. But I think I think quite possibly the lineup might be Caballero, Rudiger, Luis, Cahill, Ampadu, Drinkwater, Emerson, Zappacosta, Pedro, William, Morata. And, and the bottom line is that is a team that is good enough to be a team uh, in, who are 21st in the championship. No doubt about it, and, I'm, and we've played cup. Uh, we've played Hull quite a lot in the cup actually over the years, and we've never lost to them in the FA Cup. In fact, the last time we lost to them in any competition, uh, you're going to love me for this was October. Yeah, I, I, I already yeah. know. <laughs> you yeah. know, don't you? October 1988. Sorry, three nil away, wasn't it? You played. Yeah. You remember it? Yes, I do. As soon as you mentioned it, I thought, well, I wonder if it's going to come up with this. All I was going to say as well, uh, we're at home this time, so we should yeah, have an enough. advantage. Do you know what? It's quite interesting, actually, because I, lo- I looked at the uh, the team that day and, and what, what what sprung out of me immediately, it went right back to what you were saying last week about, you know, that was the time when we were in Division 2 and, uh, you know, we were battling to go back up and, and Graham Roberts and Peter Nicholas were both in that side. Together, I'll read out the team actually. Roger Freestone, Steve Clark, Graham Roberts, Tony DiRigo, John McLaughlin, Peter Nicholas, Darren Wood, Kerry Dixon, Gordon Jury, Kevin McAllister, Kevin West. Not a bad side, mate. You know, how'd you lose 3 0 to Hull? Come on. You could take two, two, two players out, and I'm not going to name them out on that side, <laughs> and uh, the side that won the second division by 99, uh, with 99 points. Exactly. I think I know who the two players are, but I'm going to be really we'll nice leave it at that. either. The Chelsea supporters who were around in those days will know exactly who we mean. Anyway, let's move on swiftly. I think we both think that providing that there's no complacency and we're at it from the from the word go, we should win tomorrow night. And then that means we'll be going through to the next round of the FA Cup. And, you know, it's beginning to get a lot closer if we do that, doesn't it? And I, I have high hopes. that I think that's the most realistic trophy chance for this season. So, you know, I really hope that they don't they don't chuck it in tomorrow and, and that they realise that, you know, and that we have got a chance of winning a trophy here. And and of course, uh, we've got on down on the on the doom and gloom side of what might happen if pressure on Conte goes if we lose this game, lose that game. All of a sudden, if we win the whole game, we're in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, only a couple of games away from Wembley and and uh, three from Glory. Um, positive signs going into Barcelona, good result there. Beat Manchester United, challenging, and, and listen, it could all go the other way. Next, yeah. uh, the next five games, it could be anything for Chelsea. Indeed, it could. Well, we'll find out soon enough uh, on uh, Friday night, and then, and then, of course, you know, a few days later, we've got Barcelona at home. Um, uh, my first, you know, when I thought, what am I going to write about that? Because there's so much one could could think about what we could talk about. My f- the first thought that came into my head, which perhaps gives us a clue as to to, to what we've been through in the last few weeks. Was that? Does it give you nightmares as to what Messi and Suarez might do to our defence at the moment? There's that, and then of course there's the Eden Hazard 
I'm not overly convinced about their their defence either. Yeah. I think they're an aging side. You know, I include uh, Lionel Messi. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo is still capable of brilliance. Uh, for Real, Messi's capable of brilliance on his day. But we've got a younger pretender in Eden Hazard, and that's mm-hmm. where all my hopes are going to be pinned in that particular game. Um, you know, can he play eleven out of ten instead of a ten which we we need? Can he find an eleven? A shit, some genius moments, and you know. A two-doon or something like that. God, I start to dream if it, if it can if it can happen, you know. And listen, it can happen. Uh, make no bones about it; it can happen. Chelsea, no matter what you say, we've got some good players all round. Um, we're talking about the gems, you know, Suarez, Messi, um, Eden Hazard. You know, everyone knows if they play, we, we, we can do it, and if they play, they can do it. The rest of the team can find something. Our, our lot will find something on that night. You, you can't get up for Barca. Come, come on, yeah. you know. And, uh, and and the first leg result will set up the second leg one way or another. So, you know, it'll be a different complex in, or different outlook, if you like, on, on the in the second leg as it, as it will be for the first. But the first leg, no one wants to get beat and stuff like you know, Liverpool last night put Porto out. Um, no one wants one of them. And, and, you know, they want to keep the tie within reach. Um, we're not talking a long reach. We're talking keeping it tight. So I don't know what type of display to expect from Barca. Uh, they're not a defensive side with the, the offensive players they've got. So there could well be goals, which, you know, we don't want to concede too many away goals because that, again, puts it out of reach. I, I don't know. It's all intriguing. You can spin it round however you want. Um, but Chelsea are capable of a performance and we're capable of winning the tie. Okay, well, I think it is interesting, isn't it? Because I think you're right, you picked up on that, really, which is that, you know, there has been a really good rivalry with uh, Barcelona over the years. And, uh, you know, there have been goals in the past. I mean, I remember going back to 1999 when we we beat, we were 3-0 up. You know, if it hadn't have been for, I think it was uh, Rivaldo, who scored a free kick. Well, that's the 4-2, exactly. You know, we were 3-1 up in that, weren't we? So yeah, there have been back. goals in the. Sorry, mate. Go on. No, no, no. We just uh, we've all got games against Barca and Liverpool. Them times it, it seemed to be either Barca who put us out or yeah. Liverpool the trilogy all, all all in and around that in particular times uh, that we keep kept coming up against them in Europe. You know, a bit like Arsenal drawing you know Bayern Munich and so on. Mm. You know, we kept getting Barca and Liverpool. But there, there there have been goals in the past. I mean, the the 2012 uh, you know home leg was was. You know, kind of bucked that trend because, of course, that was that was one nil, wasn't it, with Didier's goal? Uh, yeah. So, you know, and that was a really cagey game, as I remember. And I, I agree with you. I don't know. I mean, you, you, your head tells you that it'll be cagey, and I think the key, the key to any European uh, match really is to make sure you're still in the tie after the first leg, isn't it? Well, for sure. Um, and the price to both sides, uh, Barca will know that uh, they're still very much in any tie where they've got to, got to bring a team back to the new camp for the second leg. I mean, I think what game was it? Was it them that turned it round or Real turned it round and you know, scoring four or five uh, uh, in a particular European game where they lost seven away from home or something? Uh, might have been Bayern Munich. I'm, I'm not quite sure. I might have to get confused. Oh, there's been a few, mate. Point. There's been a few. I, I remember. Deportivo and Milan a few years back and in fact in, in that 99 match when we were 3-1 up in the first leg they absolutely annihilated us in the second it was like 5-1 or something in, in, correct, it went yeah. to extra yeah it went to extra time yeah. didn't it and it we just absolutely got blown away so there's a sense that you kind of really need you do need to to 
you know, have some sort of insurance when you've got to go to the, the new camp for the second leg. But, uh, you know, look, we've done it before, 2012, you know. So, hey, I, I mean, it's really, it's just fascinating, isn't it? Because we are underdogs. There's no doubt about that. Um, but there is that sense that we can get a result. So, it, you know, if we can get a result, how are we going to do it? Eden Hazard, off days for Messi. Suarez, I do believe, can be contained. I think he's a world-class player, uh, but he's just, he's just short for Messi and the Ronaldo. I think he's in, a, in and around Eden Hazard, you know, that, but that does constitute world-class. Um, but Me- Messi's the one. Um, how, can you, you know, how can you devise a plan to keep him quiet? You know, if he's on a going day, it don't happen. And uh, it's the same with our fellows. Between them two, um, I... I I don't know. I really don't. They've got classy midfield players who can make things happen. We have. We've got some good players as well. Other than that, you know, uh, listen. I don't think anyone can predict what's going to happen. Cagey game, game of goals. We've, there's world class players on show, and if they play their best, you know, or off day for some, the referee, for example, he could play a major part. How many times have we seen referees decide competitions like this or games like this? Really. Uh, the mind boggles. That's why you've got your ticket and you're still looking at it and it's pinned to the wall for weeks because you just don't know. <laughs> we don't. We don't at all. I'm also, actually, you know, I get, uh, for the for the latter Champions League matches, I get moved because I'm right up at the back at gate 17 and the Matthew the Matthew Harding upper. So I'm, I'm right around the other side to, uh, this time in, in the Matthew Harding upper. So that'll be a new experience for me. But you're right. I think the other, I'm glad you mentioned the referee actually, mate, because I, what I really hope is that we've got a really good, strong, referee who's not you know not going to fall for any any nonsense like we've seen before against Barcelona I mean that that you know what happened in 2009 I think it was is etched on my brain and will never leave it with the disgraceful performance from that referee which basically cheated us out of a, of a final at the time so let's hope we do get a decent referee just uh, just on the back of that uh, mm. it, it, it does I do remember people always say about um, atmospheres and so on I always say you know there was a Champions League game away at Liverpool which was quite an amazing noise from there like you know um, at, at the game when I was trying to commentate and Chelsea Barcelona bring back memories when I, if people say to me the greatest atmosphere if you like at a Chelsea domestic game uh, well domestic game at a home night game, game. Um, yeah. it, it, night game it was, a, it was a Barcelona game in the Champions yeah. League when the noise yeah. from, was incredible you, you talking about being at age 17 back at the Matthew Hardy uh, Straight away, I thought, goodness me, you're going to be in the noisiest part of the ground and, you know, one of the most euphoric part of the ground. You know, they're up and having a go, which we'll need them uh, on, the, on the night as well. Um, but we'll need, you know, 75% of the sections to be vocal in our support. And, you know, Barcelona does bring that out in the crowd. And, uh, you know, it could be one of their atmospheres. And I, I just hope so. And I'm looking forward to it immensely. Yeah, I mean, me too. I mean, me and Mark Warrell will do our best, Kerry, even if I've been uh, removed from Gate 17. I mean, we're we're old, but we still like to shout a bit, so that's all right. But I think you're right. I think, I think you know, this is what it's all about, and I think we do get great atmospheres. It's, I don't want to sound like a scouser here, but we do have great atmospheres on our European nights, and I think that that can help lift the team, and I think that together with the fact that a lot of these players, let's be honest, they have, they have have we have seen them perhaps not be so up for it for a for a match against somebody at the bottom of the table or, or something like that. 
But I, I have a suspicion that a lot of these players do like the big occasion and that they will raise their game because of that. But the reality is, I think if we are going to beat Barcelona over two legs, they are going to have to do that. So I, I ha- I'm not going to ask us to do a prediction for this because I, I just think, you know, like you were saying, it's unpredictable. There's no way we can really predict what's going to go on. But I, I can certainly say that's what I hope happens. Well, I agree with you, I'll give some type of prediction in that. I hope we're still in the tie by the time we go back to their place. And uh, how much in the tie will depend upon the night. Mm, mm. I think keeping a clean sheet might be important. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, I, I would imagine that he'll probably play, one hopes anyway. He'll play Rudiger and uh, Christensen and Aspilicueta because I think defensively those those are our best three uh, centre-backs. And I think that they've proven to be quite decent actually recently. So I hope... I hope he plays them, and I hope I hope we can keep a clean sheet. I mean, the interesting thing is, I'm I, I'm almost tempted not to say this. In fact, I'm going to try and get around it by saying there's a certain individual in Barcelona who, very surprisingly, hasn't scored against Chelsea, and I hope that that remains the case. I think you know what I mean. Well, it's a lovely thing to say, actually, and supporters do cherish those things. But yeah, we got to keep him and and Suarez quiet, and I think that that's the key to it. And if, if if we can do that, I think we've got enough to trouble them, which is pretty much what you're saying. So it's going to be quite an exciting week. It's going to be uh, actually quite an exciting month, as we were saying. So uh, and one that I suspect will very much define our season. But uh, starting tomorrow night, let's hope we get a nice, comfortable win against Hull, and a few of the others get a run out. And uh, it'll well, you know, Friday. Thankfully, I've got the day off, mate, so I can have a few beers beforehand. But I'm not a fan of Friday night football as a rule. But there you go. Presumably, you'll be there, of course. Oh well, yes. Good stuff. Well, look, enjoy enjoy the match tomorrow night and uh, enjoy Barcelona on Tuesday. I know you will. And uh, you and I will uh, reconvene next Thursday, hopefully uh, as happy as we have been today. Certainly hope so, Dave. Yeah, great stuff. Look, mate, as always, uh, thank you so much and I will speak to you next week. Have a good week. Thank you. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.